chapter 24, in which we reach Navarsan. In the tunnel, an eerie chill seeped into my bones with every step, and though it could not have been possible, it seemed as though the pitch-black darkness grew darker still. I shivered. This isn't right, Handelm was moaning. I've been down many a tunnel, but never one like this. I felt a dull ache, starting in my toes and travelling up my legs, spreading into my knees. The ache grew quickly until it had spread through my entire body, so that my every step was a labour. Be quiet, dwarf, Banker hissed. A fire had been lit inside me, quite in spite of the chill that surrounded us in the tunnel. My feet burnt with every step, my throat burnt, desperate for liquid. The cold air burnt my throat with every breath I took. Invisible flames burnt through the darkness to tear at my flesh with every step I took. There's a manker, Handelm snapped back. I've had it. A huge weight was weighing down on me, pushing me down into the floor of the tunnel, grinding me into the floor. I couldn't take another step. Instead, I shuffled forward, not even lifting my feet. I tripped over a small rock on the floor of the tunnel and crashed into the back of Handelm's legs sending him tumbling into Manka. I warned you, Manka whispered, drawing her knife from her belt in a flash and holding it out, point very definitely aimed at Handelm. Stop it, both of you, my mother cried. For goodness sake, can't you feel it? It's the tunnel. It's Navarsen. The elf warned us to expect this. She pulled me up and held me close. We've come this far, my mother carried on. We can't let this place stop us now. We are stronger than a little dark magic. Irritably, Manka grunted, stashed her knife back in her belt, and untangled herself from Handelm. Breathing heavily, Handelm stirred murderously at Manka, but said nothing. Mother still held me, and as she did, the heat of the tunnel cooled a little. She kept hold of me, and the load pushing down on me lessened. She placed her lips on my forehead, and the ache subsided. You're safe, darling, she whispered in my ear, and I knew that for as long as she was next to me, I was. I took a step after Handelm. It was easier than it had been before. I took another step, and then another. It seemed to me that there was actually some light coming from far away, a small pinprick of light in the distance. Further we walked, and the pinprick turned into a fingernail. Still further we went, until suddenly I could clearly make it out. There was a sheet of fabric covering this end's entrance to the tunnel. We had made it. We had reached Navarsen. I smiled to myself and felt delirious laughter begin to consume me. I opened my mouth to laugh, only to find my mother had clamped her hand over my mouth. I turned to look at her and saw her hold a finger to her lips, then point to her ears. Following her lead, I listened closely. They're taking care of the traitor Hinweisgeber, one voice was saying. What had she done? Another voice replied. I have not heard. It must have been something severe for the council to have got involved. The other elf grunted its agreement. Do you think it has anything to do with Petruga? Most things do. From behind the fabric, the creak of a door opening could be heard, followed by a clicking shut. Ah, Petruga! One of the elves greeted the figure, their voice suddenly nervous. This will please you. The council have sent for Hinweisgeber. They have taken Hinweisgeber. Well, that does indeed please me. Petruga spoke in a strange, cold, emotionless voice. Each word was said the same as another. Do you know when she was taken? 
They took her an hour or so ago. Hmm, a shame we didn't know before. I'd have liked to seen her dragged from her tree. It would have been such a treat. Anyhow, I have a job for you both. Fill the baskets with canisters. We need to send hunters out for more stones. The two elves mumbled their obedience before leaving through the creaking door. The four of us sat hunched and shivering on the other side of the fabric, listening to Petruga shuffle around the room. From behind the fabric, we heard him open a bottle, pour a drink, and take a long swig from the glass. He took a deep breath before he spoke again to the empty room. Well, old Henweiss taken by the council. There's an irony. Petruga chuckled softly to himself. I wonder whether it has anything to do with the three goblins and the dwarf hiding there in the tunnel. I could feel my other tents behind me, could see Handel and Manka freeze in front. He knew we were here. They hadn't been expecting that. You can come out now, Petruga said lazily. Strangely, I felt no fear. I felt strangely calm. Before anybody could stop me, I'd squeezed past Handel and Manka and through the curtain to come face to face with my father. I looked at him and he looked at me. Father, I cried and ran towards him. But something in the way he looked at me stopped me a yard or two away from him. He stood there dressed all in strange white robes, a golden buckle holding a silver cape around his shoulders. I looked at him and he looked at me. A strange look of pained recognition crossed his face as he looked at me. His child stood before him. I did not send for you, he whispered, a strange note of something like fear in his voice.